Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Happy to have you with us on this Sunday morning. And looking forward to today's conversation with Michelle C. Witten, the co-founder, president, and CEO of Global Down Syndrome Foundation. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Melissa. Happy, happy day. Happy day to you, too. Well, happy to have you here as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about the Global Down Syndrome Foundation and who you are and what you do. Well, first and foremost, I'm a mom. I have two kids. Sophia and Patrick. Sophia is 19 and Patrick 16. And Sophia happens to have Down syndrome. So I actually got a prenatal diagnosis and did a lot of research about Down syndrome while I was pregnant Mm -hmm. and realized that Down syndrome was the least funded genetic condition by our National Institutes of Health. Uh, So after Sophia was born, uh, we started the Global Down Syndrome Foundation. She had a lot of medical issues Mm -hmm. to really focus on research and medical care. So, you know, these stories are often personal and mine is no different. And we're really excited that we're kind of delivering on that mission of dramatically improving health outcomes for our children and adults. Yeah, I love that. How many years ago was that? It was in 2009 that we established the Global Down Syndrome Foundation. Wow. So it's been a few years now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're we're thinking about legacy and, you know, who's coming, succession. It's all very exciting and scary at the same time. Oh, absolutely. I think we've all heard of Down syndrome, but explain what it is genetically. Yeah, so Down syndrome is when um, a child is born with three copies of chromosome 21 instead of two. You know, we get one from each parent. And um, really, the why that happens is kind of random. You know, there's about one or two percent where it is hereditary. You know, so some parent is passing that on. But the majority of time, it's just like kind of a misfire. Uh, hmm. And we accidentally create, uh, you know, that third chromosome 21 in our children. And it does increase. We do know that as the mother gets older, the chance of that misfire is greater. Okay. But interestingly, there are, as a pure number, there are more women under 30 having children with Down syndrome just because there are just so many more women under 35 having sure. kids, if you see what I mean. Sure. But the, the chance of having a kid with Down syndrome is, is um, greater as you get older. Um, and, you know, what that means for the child is that they're, they're going to have a different kind of trajectory. But there's a huge spectrum. I, I really like how in autism they use the spectrum mm-hmm. disorder. In Down syndrome, you know, there's a huge spectrum. And you're as much your parents' genetics as you are, quote unquote, Down syndrome syndrome, right? Oh, okay. And so um, there are people with Down syndrome who go their whole lives and have no medical issues. Mm. And then there are ones that are have a lot of medical challenges. And then there's everything in between. Uh, what we do know, and this was, you know, our, our wonderful scientists have worked with us, is that people with Down syndrome have a radically different disease spectrum where they're highly predisposed to some diseases and then highly protected from others. So, so it's really interesting. And I think with the early intervention and the human and civil rights movement that happened. We stand on their shoulders of the 60s and 70s. Sure. Um, the What can happen, the life of a person with Down syndrome can be wonderful. Whereas a long time ago, and I mean, not that long ago, I mean, the, the last institutions were, were shut down in the early 90s, right? Uh, people were put in these, you know, inhumane, tragic homes and in 
institutions and they didn't have medical care, they didn't have education. Sometimes they were just put in like um, a little wagon where they were injected with diseases to find cures. I mean, think about Willowbrook, right? So, um, you know, it was horrible in the United States. And I think we kind of brush over that, but we we have a long history of treating people who are differently abled pretty badly. But in the 60s and 70s, the, the kids started to be able to stay at home. They were allowed to go to school. I mean, we weren't even allowed to bring our kid to like a public park or what? A, a movie theater or a restaurant. Like, uh, so it was really kind of nuts back then. I, I can't so, even imagine this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, you should see like, you know, the ARC, which is this wonderful national organization. You know, they had done these um, surveys back in the day. Um, you know, do you think a person, you know, at, at, at that time they used the R word, um, you know, should be allowed, you know, to go to school or stay at home or go to a public park or go to theater. And like, you know, the, the American mainstream was like, no, no, oh. no. And and of course, we've done surveys and they've done surveys since. And not only is it the opposite, it's like, they should be able to have, get married and have kids and like, right. yeah, like, like everything. So I think, you know, I think we're in a different place in the 80s uh, and the early 90s where the idea of diversity and equity and inclusion has more meaning, right, for us. So I think that's a good thing for people who are differently able. Oh, my goodness. I just, when you talk about not being able to go to a restaurant or a theater or schools, I just, it's hard to believe that this has happened in our country within some of our lifetimes. Yeah, no, again, you know, and I do feel like we need to look forward and say like, you know, oh, what's the next horizon? Sure. There's still a lot of issues in, um, you know, K through 12, like education and, Mm -hmm. you know, really getting a good education for uh, a child with special needs and then post-secondary opportunities and work opportunities. Like in that area, people with Down syndrome are in the same boat as people with any intellectual and developmental disabilities. Like, you know, we should all be working together on the medical piece. And that's why we started the Global Down Syndrome Foundation. Because of that extra chromosome, we really need to chart our own path in terms of the research that then will inform how we treat patients and the health of Mm -hmm. children and adults with Down syndrome. Well, let's talk about some of those medical issues, because I'm curious. You said that people with Down syndrome um, are more susceptible to some and protected from others. What are we talking about? Like, what are the specifics? Yeah. So people with Down syndrome are highly predisposed to a lot of autoimmune disease, especially as they age hypothyroidism, uh, alopecia areata, you know, where you lose your hair, mm-hmm. um, uh, psoriatic arthritis, you know, so that's one area. Another area, sadly, is Alzheimer's. So, um, again, not, not to get too technical or geeky, but, you know, in typical people who have Alzheimer's, what happens is, you know, again, things start to misfire. Right. And suddenly there's a triplication um, of genes, and in particular, the gene, the amyloid precursor protein gene, AAP gene, is one of these genes that starts to triplicate that helps or, you know, it contributes to the, the Alzheimer's diagnosis. And so that's on chromosome 21. Mm. So people with Down syndrome are born with three copies of that gene. Okay. So, on the, you know, so, uh, so on the one hand, that's, that's horrible. On the other hand, it's like there are people walking around, like 400,000 in the U.S. It, that we know before they start getting it, they're going to get it. Shouldn't we be looking at them to not only help them, right. but, you know, the millions of other people who will um, suffer? And this is, that's a great success story for 
global in our advocacy because the National Institutes of Aging, um, pri- prior to like our advocacy, did very little investment in Down syndrome and Alzheimer's. And now they're the leading institute at mm. the NIH funding Down syndrome research, which makes sense. It's, it's, it's good for everybody. On right. the protection side, it would be extraordinarily rare for a person with Down syndrome to get a solid tumor. Oh. And so the cancer part, you know, the only one exception is testicular. Okay. And, you know, there's a whole interesting reason uh, why we believe that is, you know, more on par with typical people. But, mm-hmm. you know, breast and lung and uterine and ovarian, like, you know, extremely, extremely rare. So, um, again, uh, that's why it was kind of shocking when um, after Sophia was born, I flew and met the wonderful director of the NIH at the time. And he pulled all these numbers for me because it wasn't public at the time to right. say, wow, Down syndrome. He's the one who said Down syndrome is the least funded genetic condition by the NIH. If you do one thing, go back to Colorado and create an institute that does research in medical care. Autism has it. Fragile X has it. Down syndrome does not have it. Um, and, you know, we, of course, like, we weren't just like, okay, uh, but we did do some due diligence and we were like, he's right. We yeah. need to do this. Yeah. 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 And and here yeah. it has become your life's mission and work. That's correct. That's correct. And again, you're a mom. Like, if you knew that your daughter's lifespan maybe would hit 60 mm. and that between 40 and 60, she would have all these health out you know issues right. that would be really tough. And that she would be one of the first generations to outlive you and, and parents. Uh, you know, yeah, you, you might be in my boat. Yeah. So, um, you know, that that's the thing. It's like, you know, that's what drives me. And it's sure. not just for Sophia. It's for, you know, the seven to nine million people with Down syndrome in the world. Absolutely. You know, that, you know, deserve so much better. I mean, some of the countries, you know, what they do to our kids still, like oh. like what we used to do to them in the U.S., uh, is just, you know, it's, it's, it's hair raising. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It's angering. It's all of the above. And, you know, I've got a daughter on the autism spectrum. So I understand fighting for your kids and fighting for a better life. Absolutely. I hope she's doing great. I hope she she is doing great. great. Yeah, Yeah. she is doing great. I'm telling you, but it is it is work as a parent. It is work to constantly be advocating for your child. And for things that you didn't even know existed before you have a child with special needs. Absolutely. And, you know, um, we have this amazing, beautiful model, Amanda Booth, who's chairing our uh, big event coming up. And her son has um, Down syndrome and autism. And a lot of people don't know. Mm. And this just came out in the American Academy of Pediatrics, April 2022, new guidelines for pediatric care. But they're saying that the estimate for people who have Down syndrome and autism is about 18%. Interesting. So we have a, a, a huge population population who's very interested in, you know, better uh, therapies mm-hmm. and uh, integration in school and et cetera for that, you know, Down syndrome, we call it the dual diagnosis. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, it is tiring, um, but we have made so much progress. I mean, oh. that's, a lot of times, you know, I always have to say like, you, you know, whoever I'm talking to, my children, it's like half, half full, half full, the glass is half full. Yeah. You know, because sometimes that half empty can feel pretty heavy, right? Well, exactly. And if you look at that, at our past as a country, and how we treated people who were different than us. Yeah, it does feel half empty. But when you look forward, yeah, you've got to look at it half full. You've oh, got yeah, to, you definitely. know, you've got definitely. to focus on that. Well, tell me a little bit about the Be Beautiful, Be Yourself fashion show that is coming up. Yes, this is so exciting. Um, we're back in person, two years of virtual. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, and, you know, COVID really affected us. We lost hundreds of adults with Down syndrome uh, to COVID. Mm. And, you know, the great news is that uh, for our, our people, the vaccine 
vaccines work and they're not dying of COVID. I mean, there's there's still some medically complex or, you know, people um, who uh, are dying, but not in droves, right? Right. So we are so grateful uh, to all the scientists who helped us with that and other folks who protected people with Down syndrome during COVID. Um, So Saturday, November 12th at the Sheraton Denver Downtown Hotel, um, we have the Be Beautiful, Be Yourself Fashion Show. It is the largest fundraiser for people with Down syndrome in the world. Oh, wow. Over 1,400 guests. And the guests actually are from around the world and other states. I would say about 60, 70% are from Colorado. And it features 20 plus brilliant and beautiful models who rock the runway every year. They're absolutely amazing. And they are escorted down the runway with celebs. And by the way, sometimes like Zach Gottsagan, um, the celeb is the person with Down syndrome. I don't know mm. if you saw Peanut Butter Falcon, but he's amazing. Yes, I loved yeah. that movie. Movie. I know. We were so um, honored to be able to executive produce that, that movie. Oh, it was amazing. It is. And so then the celebs were having this wild Grey's Anatomy reunion, right? Yeah. Um, and it's really driven by our former Quincy Jones uh, Exceptional Advocacy Award winner, Katerina Scorsone, um, who is a longtime uh, cast member of Grey's Anatomy. She's McDreamy's sister. And she has a beautiful daughter, Pippa, who happens to have Down syndrome. Mm. So she's kind of rallied the troops. We've got Kevin Mc kid. We've got Anthony Hill. We have ER Fightmaster, Alex Floyd, Nico Taro, Midori Francis, all of them from Grace Anatomy. Oh. And we have the Quincy Jones Award winner this year, Eric Dane, McSteamy, oh. all coming. My gosh, I loved Isn't McSteamy. That yeah, that yeah, really yeah. is. I'm so excited for you. I love hearing just about what is happening and just how big this event has gotten. Yeah, and, and of course, Zach is coming. And then we've got John C. McGinley, who is just amazing. You know, his unmatched is beautiful and brilliant. And then we have Josh Peck, Brooklyn Decker, Sherry Wilson, and then locally, like Ryan Billsborg, uh, you know, the, the former Rockies, and Giazzi uh, Zardes, who's a big rapid player, yep. and then some Bronco cheerleaders, Nine News anchors, Kim Christensen and Tom Green are fabulous at emceeing the, yeah. the entire. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be, a, and there's still more coming. So oh, it's a star-studded cast. It really is, and I'm so excited for you, and you said it's the largest fundraiser in the world. Yes, and we're raising funds. You know, we, we're kind of an affiliate model, so we have our brilliant scientist, Joaquin Espinosa. The, the doctor who actually uh, made the huge discovery that Down syndrome is an immune system disorder. Mm-hmm. And so the Cernic Institute and the research, that's where the funding goes. It goes to the C-Center at Children's Hospital Colorado for Down syndrome, where we're the largest now in the U.S. with the second largest in the world, over 2,200 patients, uh, wow. unique patients from 33 states and 10 countries. So the medical care and then our adult guidelines. There were never um, you know, evidence-based adult guidelines mm-hmm. for um, people with Down syndrome. So we published so we're really proud of our work and this as is you should be fundraiser yeah so we really hope that your your audience listening gets very excited you know we need everything we need volunteers we need donations we need people buying tickets and tables uh, silent auction items like we're we're like a 360 event production I like love it a theatrical meets a fundraiser all right so for folks that want to get involved whether it be volunteer buying a table uh, whatever it is where do they need to go they can go to www.globaldownsyndrome.com org for the general and then for the fashion show www.bebeautifulbeyourself.org all right well i am excited for you i read that you've raised over 24 million dollars with this event absolutely so far you know and we're hoping to you know it's hard coming back after yeah. you know we lost our muscle memory sure <laughs> like, what are we doing how do we do that right so, um if we can break that uh two plus million again this year
year, uh, that would be a home run for our advocacy and our research and our medical care. Well, Michelle, I think we're all hoping just for the most success for you. Michelle C. Witten, co-founder, president and CEO of Global Down Syndrome Foundation. Thank you so much for your time on this Sunday. I'm Melissa Moore. Go out, have a great Sunday. Be blessed and remember to be kind to everyone.